Simone, what curly? It's Cruiser again, just calling to let you know that I, too, much like D, have worked at Little Caesars. God, it made me so freaking sick of pizza. Anyways, other than that, just thought I'd let you guys know that you're doing a bang-up job. Please keep it up. Otherwise, uh, I know people. But anyways, have a great day and uh, total power. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. And it's very late. I know, Wackerly. I was, I was wondering, you, I noticed you look kind of irritated. I don't know if you looked irritated because irritated. I was running late tonight or if you're irritated because you're, I'm, I'm doing this show... And with me is cutting into your video game playing time. Well, first of all, we had planned to start late, but that was 9 p.m. was the planned late start time, and it is now 11.21. Well, I had to go to a pretentious art show at the MoCA. <laughs> you told me you had concert tickets, but I thought, like, oh, maybe he's no, seen, I like, said tickets a resurrected a Dio or something. It was oh, a tickets show. for a you show. You didn't tell me it was, like, some fucking stupid art movie. Well, you know, honestly, I didn't know what it was going to be exactly, but it, it's this guy. He's a avant-garde filmmaker named Brian Butler, who used to—I don't know if he's a—he's a, not a protege. He's a contemporary of Kenneth Anger, and so he did this installment at the Mocha downtown in L.A., where basically he just showed this I don't know, masturbation on film, <laughs> this avant-garde like film with uh, noise music in the background, a bunch of hot chicks that were naked with blood all over How them. How is that even avant-garde? I mean, just women's tits doesn't seem very avant-garde to me at this point At this point in time. Maybe in the 50s where you couldn't just turn on the internet and see nudity at the drop of a hat. Well, that, that's what I wonder. I mean, it's, it seems like this guy had a formula for making, I'm going to make a pretentious art film. I need to have, you know, droning noise music. I need to have lots of strobe lights, lots of red, red and, and vibrant colors. And then I need tits and I need some blood. <laughs> And a guy yeah, with a skull mask. Blood. It's like, you know, I, I, you see that stuff and you're like, God, I could probably do that. But well, then when, again, Kenneth, when was can't. Kenneth Anger doing his stuff? <sighs> Kenneth Anger was what, 60s? Not 60s, 70s, I think. Yeah. Really? See, I think in the 60s and the 70s, that might have worked. Well, it was provocative then. It's like looking at it now, it's just well, it's stylized kind of chicks with tits with blood on them and wearing funny animal masks. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's something. The but, animal masks I like. Yeah, I mean it was it was kind <laughs> of interesting. Go go check it out, people. It's going to be on the Mocha website. What's his name? Brian Butler. Brian Butler. But then after like every, everybody had somebody they knew in high school named Brian Butler. But it's so, not yeah, the Brian like Butler you know from high school. This guy's this guy's a long hair. He looks he looks a bit like a ne'er do well. You could tell. But um, yeah, a he's got some fil- <laughs> filmography bad boy, cinematography bad boy, cinematography bad rebel. boy of cinema. That's what I'm trying to say. But he's got a definitely has some celebrity friends because right after they they showed the movie they did a uh, a like a live performance with mm. Spaz de la Huerta sitting on a chair like 
fondling her breasts while there was like a red light over like over her head. So the red light looking down on her and then just crazy strobe lights and loud noise music a la Sun. Remember that, you know that Japanese band Sun? Yeah, I used to think they were called Sun O until you corrected me. Well, it looks like Sun <laughs> you O. You don't pronounce though. the O. Well, it looks like Sun O. Even though it's right there in the yeah. name. When it comes up on your iTunes player, it says Sun O. <laughs> you think it was Sun O. But, um, but you know, actually, people, they're a really great band. They're like one of those I bands like that to see live is actually really boring, but their their music's great just when you're angry. Yes, or you're sitting at your computer doing work. Just brooding mood music. Well, because the songs are like, on public transit. The songs are like, what, like 25 minutes long? It's just droning. Yep. Like, and so, anyway, the, the music was basically droning, sun song. With strobe lights and Spaz de la Huerta playing with her titties. You know what would have been really avant-garde? If she would have read a passage from A Tree Girls in Brooklyn. That would have been nice. I was waiting for someone to dump a you know a bucket of pig's blood on her. <laughs> which would have made it a lot better. They're remaking that movie. I know. It's a travesty. It might be good. Yeah, I got in an argument with some guy about this. Not to, to belabor the point. But I got in an argument with some guy who was like, there's nothing wrong with these remakes. Movies are, are there to make money. He's like, you know, I was just r- r- talking to somebody about the uh, Animal House remake that's coming out. I'm like, really? An Animal House remake too? <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, why not? He's like, these, he's like this new generation, they, they've never seen the originals. Why do they need to see the originals? They can see the new ones. I kind and if of they agree. like the new ones, then they can go back and watch the originals. I kind of agree with that guy. It makes you know what, sense. I, you know what I, I disagree in the fact that the studios put all their money into these remakes instead of making new movies. So you don't get to see them new movies, but I don't think like, for example, I don't think the the 21 jump street movie detracts from the incredible artistic merit of the 21 jump street TV show. Yeah, but it's a TV show versus a film. I'm saying does Carrie need to to be be funny. I was trying to be funny. Oh yeah, no. My point being, it's not like they remake Carrie and destroy the original. You haven't like, seen it yet. Have you seen the trailers? They look terrible. No, I don't. I don't mean they like destroy it or like like besmirch its name. But I mean, it's like you still can go back and see the original Carrie if you want. Okay. Well. well okay. Then if you're going to remake Carrie, why not remake Godfather or Apocalypse Now? I have no problem with either of those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll I, in, do, uh, I do hate it when people when they remake it and uh, they don't really change anything, which was my complaint about the new RoboCop. It just doesn't look like anything's really different. Well, that's what I'm saying with uh, with Carrie. Um, well, we haven't seen Robo. I haven't seen Carrie yet. But why not make it Carrie later in the future? Do it. Do like some kind of sequel. I totally am into that. Or or why, what, um, why not make it Carrie and it's like a, a gay boy. <laughs> Exactly. That you know. I, actually, that would work. Actually, I think that would work. I think because he could get he could get you know elected homecoming queen, but it's a big joke, and they they're just doing it to make fun of him, and then he murders everyone. They dump the that would be a huge and, success. Yeah, and then he defiles their corpses. I mean, now would be the time to make that movie because all these issues are at the forefront and in the news with you know gays and lesbians trying to go to homecomings, but they they took the safe way out. You want to make a new bit? Wackily and his LGBT friendly movies. <laughs> Here's Wackily with another LGBT theme movie. Have you ever seen like... my dinner with Andre? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't either, but I'll watch it if that's going to be the new segment. I think Sling Blade would have been great if um, the lead 
Um, no, Sling Blade, Carl, Sling Blade already gay. is. <laughs> oh no, they had it. They had a uh, John Sling Ritter. Blade already is. Yeah, an yeah, LGBT they're... friendly movie. You don't have to remake it. So wait, are you saying every movie needs an LGBT character? Yeah, I think it should be law. <laughs> we have we have an LGBT character in the show. Your brother. I know. Speaking of which, um, I have. Uh, you know, he called me the other day on a on a Google like Google Video. This is, this is what my brother uses now. Because he can't do things normal, like call you on your the, phone. He, he he only FaceTimes. He doesn't call. He only FaceTimes, or he Google videos you. Like he doesn't As if just, anybody I wants am. to look at Jeffrey's face. I know. Yeah, I mean, it, and plus, the Google video thing is weird if you're not expecting it. It just it makes a weird noise in the background. So, I, you know, I was Does like... Does it work on your phone or just on your computer? Just on your computer, but FaceTime... Yeah, it, I mean, it'll say you you have a FaceTime call coming. My brother won't... Because the thing is, my brother always carries his iPad around. And he mm. just... That's how he makes his calls. But anyway, I'm, the <laughs> other day, guy. I was talking to uh, Big Jer. And Big Jer is like, you know, I just saw Jeffrey earlier today. I was like, oh, really? Where? He's like, you know, he went out of his way to avoid me. I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, did he see you? He probably didn't even was see you. Was he on meth? I'm sure, but uh, he was walking. <laughs> that wasn't he was, the primary reason, though. He was walking down the street. He got off the bus and he was walking down the street. And Jer happened to be walking by the store and saw him and was like, "Hey, Jeffrey!" And was like waving at him. And Jeff just like was walking as fast as he could, which isn't very fast. Um, but he was walking as fast as he could, but away from Jer. And Jer had to like run after him and be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> Let's not forget that this is now Jer's or your brother's brother-in-law. Yeah. It's I mean, not like he just blanked some like random acquaintance on the street. He blanked his brother, his 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 family. Well, it seemed like that's what Officially. Jeff was like. It seemed like Jeff was in a hurry to do something. So he was like, "Where are you going?" Jeff was just like, and he Jeff couldn't even make regular conversation. He was so distracted, and he seemed like really agitated. Did he have like Justin Bieber oiled up and tied to his bed, naked or something, in his apartment? That's what Jeremy thought. He's like, you know, there must be. You know, maybe Jeff Jeff's got a new crop of gerbils or something, like or you know something. <laughs> a fresh like crop. He got a box from Petco. It's a bunch of gerbils, like fresh gerbils, and he's all excited about it. But so instead, it wasn't it wasn't gerbils, and it wasn't Justin Bieber. He just got Grand Theft Auto Five. He just uh... got home from the store, and he was so excited <laughs> to play Grand Theft Auto Five that he couldn't even have a conversation with his new brother-in-law. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's understand. No, it's understandable. What are, do you have the game? Is that that's why you're probably irritated tonight because you wanted to play Grand Theft Auto? Actually, D. The only reason I'm not more irritated is because I had something to deal with. I was waiting for your ass to get home from your fucking whatever fucking <laughs> faux porno movie. So I'm you part be of thankful. the art world now. Um, but I know that your brother. I mean, I enjoy video games, and I think they're fun. But I, I think your your brother has a different relationship. I think he's obsessed with video games, even more than cocks and buttholes. I think Jeff, if Jeff had to choose between cocks and buttholes or video games, he would choose video video games for sure. He I think definitely. Uh, I mean, you're trying. It's not, people are going to think you're trying to be funny, but I, I'm not. I honestly think that that's true. He spent. I, he devotes way more of his time to it. I think, yeah, I think if, if given the choice of, like, either do you want to bugger this dude or do you want to play this brand new video game that just came out, Jeff would choose a video game. Brand new video game all the way. For sure. And it's the thing it's is, an unhealthy It's an unhealthy obsession. It's more unhealthy than his, uh, you know, uh, dangerous sexual lifestyle he leads. <laughs> <laughs> and no, not to mention no, the I'm drugs. I'm no longer a friend of the LGBTQs. But Jeffrey has an addictive... You know what I mean, though. Jeffrey has an addictive personality. And this just kind of follows suit. I mean, he's he's addicted video to video games. Can be games. Very addictive. 
Yeah, and like he, Jeff, when Jeff gets a video game, it's not just a casual, I'll play a couple hours here, I'll play, you know, a half hour here. Wow, Jeff I, be- I can't believe, I looked up at the clock and like an hour had passed. I've, I gotta go exercise or go it, eat some food. But that, that's not just mentality. <laughs> Jeffrey will sit and he'll play that video game. He'll take a day off of work. He'll play that video game for like 16 hours straight. Smoke Until a little passes meth out. and then play another 10 hours. <laughs> you've mentioned that you've gone over to, I think you've mentioned on the show, but that you'd go over to his place when you're visiting town and, uh, uh, he'll be trying to show it like, oh, look at this new video game I have. And you'll be sitting there watching him play, and the character will stop moving, and you'll look over, and he'll be passed out. He's been well, he's so kind of narcoleptic now. <laughs> I don't know dude. if that's a side effect of the drugs. But, yeah, he, he'll just fall asleep. And and, and then the funniest part about it, I mentioned this on the show, is I was just like, hey, wait, wake up. Your guy's about to die. And he'll be like, Whoa, what are you doing here? Where would you come from? I thought you were he's not surprised that there's a video game playing. He's surprised that you're there in the room yeah. with him. But you know, the funny thing about it is it, it, this doesn't surprise me as behavior because I remember this from, from being kids. Jeff, Jeff's been obsessed with video games since the Nintendo. It was, I think it was the first Nintendo. I mean, we had an Atari, but he wasn't obsessive with the Atari. It was Nintendo. Castlevania was the first I was game. Obsessed. I was obsessed back then too, I think. I mean, I, I think there, I, I'm sure I threw some temper tantrums, <laughs> video game related temper tantrums. But Jeff didn't grow out of it. He difference. never did. No, Jeff would Jeff would spend like my parents would get into fights with him because he wouldn't go to bed. He would just be playing video games. And finally, my parents were like, "Oh fuck it, just let him just play video games." And he would the just la- be up the all last night. video game that I really had a problem with was um, Final Fantasy VII. That's an RPG, which is pretty though, late right? in life. It was, but it, it was a combination of I just graduated college and I didn't know what I was doing, and I ended up like going back and living in my parents' house for like three months. And yeah, it was bad. Just avoiding reality. I, I was like, yeah, and I was like getting over like a relationship, I think, too, and just didn't know what I want. Didn't want to do anything with my life. Was in like a very depressed mode. And I think I p- played that game like for over 100 hours. Just like but how many hours dark. a day? A lot. <laughs> like in it, you know, during the daytime in a darkened room with the with the windows closed. It, it was more of a depression thing than than a video game thing. Did you beat it? Yeah, I'm sure I beat it. But the, it's one of those games where like beating it is one thing, but completing it is another. I have no idea what that even means. I thought you just you you end the game when you complete no. it. See, games today you can beat them. But you don't necessarily have to do all the things and get oh, all the, okay, the gizmos okay. and the collectibles and, and level your characters up to the maximum. Like, you can just beat it. You can end the story, but there's still a lot of stuff you can go back and do. And uh, that's kind of what Final Fantasy VII was like, which this was back in it was like, what, 98 90s? or something. Yeah, yeah late 90s. And now that's just gotten way worse. Like. Yeah, no, it's, with, it's for vast. example, back on track, Grand Theft Auto Five. There's like all these crazy side things you can do, um, which don't really relate to like the actual written sort of plot line of the game. Which back in the day, even saying that a game had a plot line would have been like unintelligible, right? What's the fucking plot of? Pac-Man. No, okay. Well, those uh, but those are old school arcade games. I'm saying like okay, let's Castlevania. Go, let's go what's what's Kid the had a plot line? Yeah. Zelda. Uh, Zelda yeah. had one. You would have been laughed out of the room if you were to say that Zelda. You could say there's a plot line. Even the first Zelda is kind of a weak plot line. And Kid Icarus, we laughed out of the room. Yeah, but, but now, Kid- now now games definitely have like Metroid. a story. Metroid had a story, but it was kind of like roundabout and indirect. 
But there's still a story that you're going, you're, you're on a mission to complete something. Right. But Which, that's not really a story. But now, now there's dialogue and characters and plot development and everything that you would put into a short story happens in a video game. At least a lot no, it's, of it's, uh, Video games are basically a film. Like you're, you're acting out a character in a film. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it's Except for the out. really simplistic ones. Yeah, they all like have pretty sophisticated stories. And they have cinematic cut sequences, and it's and they're way beyond my uh, my skill level. You know, you know, it's funny. Uh, the last story I want to talk about my brother here, but Jeffrey and I used. If you want to get Jeffrey riled, if you want to make Jeffrey, I do really all, mad, at all times. <laughs> well, this is always my ace card, and I know if if I just want to get him really mad, I bring up two words: dragon warrior. And dragon <laughs> warrior was a Nintendo game. Yeah, I guess it must have been what 1991, 1990, maybe. 89. Yeah, probably. original Actually, probably, Nintendo. Probably 89. Not, not even the Super Nintendo, so. Yeah, it's probably. Original Nintendo. Shows how old I am. But we got this game. It was brand new. We got this game. And me and Jeffrey and I had a rival. Jeffrey's way better at video games than me. He was obsessed with video games. He's he always has been better at video games He's than probably me. better at sucking cock, too, for the same reason. Jeffrey's obsessed with sucking cock. He's always been better at sucking cock than He's me. He's got a lot of practice. He's got a technique. Um, involves a lot of ball handling. But no, so anyway, and, and a lot of practice, too. But uh, Dragon Warrior, it came down to this. Like, we were in an argument about who's the king of video games. And we decided that it would be whoever bested Dragon Warrior, whoever beat it first... Would be the king of video games. Do you remember how in old perpetuity? You were at this point? Well, it must have been eighty-eight or eighty-nine. So you were thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, and Jeffrey was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, and yeah. so Jeff was like, "All right, you're on." And Jeff became obsessed with that game, and I played it too. But Jeffrey really played it. Like he got, you know, I think you could save, you could save your game. You could save, you could save yeah. like multiple games on it. Also, like sucking cock. I mean, you sucked some cocks, but Jeff was like sucked a lot of cocks. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff would have like ten cocks in his mouth at once. And where you're just like here and there, you do one or you know. Yeah, I could, I could barely handle ten. I could barely handle three. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what it came down to is Jeff spent countless hours playing this game. He got all the way to the end. And I got up earlier than he did on Saturday morning and I played his game and I beat it. And he came upstairs at like two in the afternoon or something on Saturday, probably hung over from sucking so much cock. And uh, he's he, 17. You remember <laughs> he opened up the door. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I just beat Dragon Warrior. And he's like, you played my game. I'm like, yeah, but I beat it. And he yeah. had a full on tantrum meltdown called me every name in the book. He screamed. He smashed a controller. And I was like, yeah, but I'm the king. And so I still say I'm the it's king true. of video Technically, games. Technically, you, you won the wager. Well, Jeff, what Jeff wants to do is he wants to go get two Nintendos, the old NESs, and go find that video game and then have us sit down and play it you know, against each other you know, from the beginning of the game. And whoever beats what, it first. What's your response to that? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm 38. <laughs> and plus, do, have you, do you, did you ever play that game? It's like the most boring, lame game I think that even exists. What, what I don't it? think I played that one, but I, pl- I mean, oh, I was mentioning Final Fantasy VII. That, that's, it's a similar, it's a Japanese role-playing game, which some people are really into and some people aren't. And, and even though I said I was, it was the last game that I completely obsessed over, I, I hate those type of games now. Well, they're so like, lame. Go and talk to everybody in the town. Read all those responses, and then do everything that they t- and get, do a quest for this guy and that guy. And and what is fighting? It's like select, 
potion. Select yeah. spell. Select, Select stab. attack. Select yeah. super stab. Oh, you don't have enough magic it, yeah. energy. MP or HP. It's just, it, it's so lame. And Technically, ju- or tip, sorry, not technically, but typically the people who are really in, and there are people who are really into them, and they still make those games to this day, are the type of people who think that anime is like, you know, anime is just like the finest, it's it's equal to the finest films out there, or the finest novel, like the, the level of anime that's coming out of Japan, you're just like, uh, no, you're wrong. It's not. It's a glorified you're cartoon. You're an idiot. You yeah. have Asperger's, and this is like the level that your brain works at. But yeah, it's no, Disney it's not, with tits. It's, it's and not blood. up to the level of uh, you know Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. You're wrong. You know, th- and they'll the argue thing. with you till the cows come home about that. By the way, and they do that with the, with these Japanese uh, RPGs, yes, right? And you're like, you know what? I like a game that's fun that I actually ha- like play, and there's reaction time, and like, and I don't just have to watch like 20 minute cutscenes. But they're like. You're an idiot just because you like Call of Duty and like every Call of Duty and Battlefield Earth and all these other games are all the same. You just like to blow things away and you don't have like a the big enough, a sophisticated enough mind to grasp the story of this dragon warrior tale. Ugh, you know, I, I, I couldn't even you just, imagine not, spending it's not any fun time talking to them about it. No, I, but anyway, my brother, it's the, the wound is never healed. As soon as if I were to walk like to this day, if I walked into his bar and I said, Dragon Warrior. Jeff would get so mad. He would get really angry and it would ruin his night. That sounds so fun. Why don't we get you a t-shirt, like a professionally made t-shirt that says, Video Game Champion 1989, Dragon Warrior, Beat Dragon Warrior, (laughs) before Jeff Scott. You just wear it in and like, I'll I'll come in with a boom box and we'll play the Rocky, not the Rocky music, but the Apollo Creed. We want to play the Apollo Creed music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can get you a top hat that has the American flag on it and you'd be like throwing up fists. Like a grandstand. Yeah, that actually sounds like a good idea. You can get up on the chairs. Stick your fists out like in a Y. You know what I might do is and I might just get... leave, but we'll, we'll videotape Jeff's reaction. And maybe I'll get a picture of me. I'll find that game and just a picture of me posing with the game in a crown. And that's yeah. what I'll give him to for his birthday this year. Oh, there you go. It's a good idea. You know, get a videotape of his reaction when he opens it. I wouldn't mind if, uh, if Jeff li- lives to be 60, which is questionable. <laughs> but if he does, maybe when we're retired, when we both retire and we have a lot of time, we'll track down from some thrift store or something a nintendo entertainment system and oh, then you just play it on your uh, google glass yeah okay we'll sit and we'll play on our google we'll get really stoned and we will play on our google Glass. actually we couldn't get stoned because we didn't get stoned when we played it originally just get stoned <laughs> it'll be more fun <laughs> you know fuck it we're just gonna play grand theft auto because this new game sounds way better than fucking dragon warrior that that clap was me killing a fly for people who wonder what that was um you know, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything from uh, from Grand Theft Auto, but I'm actually kind of excited to. My brother has. My brother was obsessed over it already, and he was like, just going on and on, extolling. We, the we were going to have a big game. segment on Grand Theft Auto, but we just talked about Dragon Warrior for like 15 minutes. So. All I want to say is, I just want to bring up. This is the reason I want to play this game, and I know it's going to be a bit of a spoiler alert. So if it spoils it for you, people go right ahead. But apparently, there's a lot of controversy right now because of an an extensive torture scene in which the main player the main character must pull teeth and electrocute an unarmed man 
You are spoiling the game, by the way. Well, there's just one scene. I'm a little mad about it. And and there's a controversy about it. And uh, apparently Amnesty International and Freedom from Torture and the Teachers Union, they're all condemning this scene. Right. Um, right Because there's never been a book where, like, the the hard-ass detective or private investigator who, you know, works outside the boundaries of the law, like, gets some, like, revenge violence on some guy. That That's never happened, like, back to the fucking 40s or before that even. Well, probably, what about right? uh, Rainbow Six? I mean, didn't that have, like, a gruesome torture scene? <laughs> Is it Rainbow <laughs> Six? Splinter Cell. Splinter that Cell. also came out this year, but I'm saying it's been going on forever. Yeah, no, I remember when Rainbow Six came out in 1925. <laughs> that had violence in it. But I'm talking, you know, like, come on. It's a video but, I mean, game. It, it, Amnesty International should never say anything about any video game. Well, that that's what I find that they're almost. I, I feel like yeah, this go game. Go focus on go focus on Assad, who's gassing children in his country. Don't worry about fucking video games. Exactly, but I think this video game Grand Theft Auto opened with an eight hundred million dollar day. Like they oh, sold yeah, 800 million dollars worth of games, which is a uh, record setting. Um, record-setting sales for a video game. I think the uh, what was the closest game? I think it was Splinter Cell was the closest game. Really? Or Call of Duty. It was Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty is huge. What's funny about Rockstar is like they're they're a pretty big company now. They make lots of games. They make like um, uh, shit. No, I'm but they're all kind blank. of related though, aren't they? They're all they, the same. They make style a lot of these open-world game. games, like but yeah. like Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Revolver, like. Like those are those are mildly successful, but they the, they the really the company just waits around to like oh but man, like if you own stock in the company, I don't even know it's publicly traded, but I'm sure there's private investors and they're just like oh, that was a good game, that's a kind of good game, that's a kind of good game. But when the new when any new Grand Theft Auto comes out, it's like jackpot. Here comes all the money. Cha ching, dude. I mean, it cost them two hundred fifty million dollars to make the game. So, yeah, which makes the whole making a hundred million seem—it's still impressive, but not as impressive. Well, I mean, that's just one day. I mean, think how much they're I, I read. I read somewhere that uh, you know when you beat games now, the credits roll, and you have to like read it. You don't have to read anybody's name. Usually, I just turned it off at that point. But somebody told me when the when you beat Grand Theft Auto Five and the credits roll, it takes thirty minutes for all the people's all the- names to go by because there's so many people involved with it. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's a very extensive uh, system now, yeah, to create these games. So in this particular scene, in order to finish the game, there's a selection of torture implements, including sledgehammers, electric cables. If the if the victim's heart stomps, there's a shot of adrenaline that you have to use to restart it because if the guy dies, you lose. It's quite detailed. So people are saying with uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know, the proponents defend it as satire. And they say they're making a satirical comment on the interrogation techniques that our own country uses in Guantanamo. But critics denounce this as violence, unnecessary violence, and violence that, uh, that with graphics so realistic that you know, kids who watch it can't even distinguish this from reality. And so what it becomes is torture porn. Do you agree children, with this, Wackerly? Children should – no, I don't agree with it. Children should not be playing this game. Not because – well – yeah, very much because there's, there's too much violence and, you know, you use violence to solve problems, and which is a bad message for children. But just if a kid plays this game, they're they're missing 90 percent of the, uh, the reference, the references, the humor they don't get like it, they're just, you know, 
It's just what what it really is to me is like Minecraft is a, an adult Lego simulator, and some kids like it too. And Minecraft is fine for children to play, but this is an adult Hot Wheels simulator to me. Well, in like a sense, just, but with prostitution and drugs and sure, firearms. And, but I just like the fact that you get to drive all these cars around this crazy town that and you jump steal. Them. Yeah. Sure. I so, guess it's like a it's a crime simulator also. But I, when I was a kid and I played with Hot Wheels, like, yeah, it was like I'm going to smash this car into this other car and this guy's going to get mad. Then I'm going to run his ass over. Then I'm going to take his car and I'm going to jump it over this tree stump. I mean. Do they still allow you to sleep with prostitutes in this new one? I never can find the spot where you sleep with a prostitute. Because <laughs> I heard that about Grand Theft Auto 3, which is the first one that anybody ever knew about back in like the late 90s but yeah there's all this shit about beating up hookers but i can never find the hookers i thought you could like beat up a hooker and then piss on her if you knew a, a specific code <laughs> some of this is urban legend that might be i i haven't seen that well, someone else told me that i don't know if it was if it's the newest uh, version of uh, grand theft auto or if it's an older version you actually get to go to a strip club and you grope a stripper but you got to watch out because bouncers are walking by yeah, there were strippers in the last one in Grand Theft Auto Four. I, I, I've and been you playing get lap this one. I, I haven't made it to. Yeah, you get lap dances. You can throw them dollar bills. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the other thing God, about this is this they do. They make these really great replicas of these. Grand Theft Auto Four was uh, supposed to be like New York esque, and they make this very cool like homage to New York. It's not exactly New York, but you know, all the boroughs are there, and but the it was major landmarks York, are there. Though. Huh? Was it 90s New York? It was like New York in the 90s? No. Grand Theft Auto 4 is modern day, and this is modern day, and this is a very good, they made a good, very good homage to Los Angeles. It's not exactly Los Angeles, but like all the major landmarks are there. Like you can go to LAX, you can go to the Beverly Center. I haven't seen it all yet, but you can, you can go to like where like uh, the Rainbow Room, you can drive right by that, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this looks awesome. just like where the Rainbow Room is. So you it's get to cruise the Sunset Strip. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely excited to go to my brother's house and, yeah, you uh, should try and check out the game. You should just try, you know, you, you don't even have to play the game. It's very like a clockwork uh, little like piece of machinery where you can just drive around and look at all this funny stuff and, yeah, run over some people and beat I always like up when, and go eat a hot dog. I always like when you go out and you just start killing people and see how many, uh, what is it, strikes you can get against you until they call out the National Guard. Yeah. That's that, fun too. Yeah, that, that's the best part of that game. Do you think your parents would have let you play that when you were like eleven? You, they wouldn't have even understood that it was an issue. Yeah, mine, mine would have. Mine were oblivious anyway. I don't think they would have cared. But I, I think I wonder how many parents actually. Well, you're not eighteen. We're we're not going to get that for you yet. Parents need to be more aware of what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, but you let you have a kid where you just let your kid do whatever and play whatever media that comes in front of their face and listen to podcasts that they just, whoa, he got it on his iPod. I don't know what he's doing. So you're not going to let Wackerly Jr. whack you? You're not going to let whack you play his game? Play uh, no. Grand Theft Auto 9? No, not until he's like 16. Oh, my God. Hypocrite. I feel, you what know, are you talking about, hypocrite? Uncle D is going to buy whack you Grand Theft Auto 9. And, well, uh, I'm gonna have his console on lockdown, so like you can buy it for him. But what is he gonna do? Wipe his ass with it? <laughs> little whacked you. I mean, he, his, he, you can t already tell he's gonna have these little tiny arms and a big head, slightly <laughs> yeah, wet toed, right. and he won't even let him play Grand Theft Auto. It's terrible. Anyway, enough of this video game talk. This isn't a video game podcast. We talk about disturbing news items. That was very. That was a disturbing intro.
Well, I don't we, like it. I don't like people when when they get online and they just like. I'm going to discuss the higher, uh, you know, moral and social implications of my hobby. Like, <laughs> it's because you don't, you don't have any, like, you know, you're too lazy to go look outside in the greater world at things that happen. You're just like, I'm, I'm just into, uh, uh, you know, uh, action figures. I'm going to talk about how action figures sometimes can be sexist. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Go talk about how like real important, like hiring in companies are sexist, you know? I think we have to talk about real important things like uh, people who uh, impersonate Justin Bieber. Bukaki and shit stories. Off. Yeah, Bukaki yeah. and shit stories. I think that, I think that's what's what's important here. Yeah, um, and that's what we talk about here on Sick and Wrong. People, you know the way the show works. Send in your news stories. Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail dot com. Uh, Wacker and I will talk about them here on the show. If we give you credit, you'll get a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, we got some good ones this week. Some good ones. Some damn fine stories. Some good Biggins. reportage. So uh, before we get to our first story, uh, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the uh, first story here came in from Andrew from London. He writes, all right, douchebags, your skin makes me cry. I don't get that. It's a Radiohead reference, I think. Oh. (laughs) Um, I don't get it. Been an avid listener for about a year now. Thought you'd like this story from the northeast of England where I grew up. A bald man convinces children that he's Justin Bieber. That that is an act of magic. I like that he's bald. Yeah, like bald and old. (laughs) Yet he's convincing people. He's like, well, how old is Justin Bieber? 21? On the internet, nobody knows that you're a dog. <laughs> he says, I just listened to the most recent episode, and you mentioned you have an issue with soccer being called football. What part of American football is played with your feet? It's a game comprised of grown men throwing a ball into each other's hands and then running headfirst into each other. Nothing to do with feet whatsoever. You know what? Actually, you're wrong. They kick feet. Yeah, I like goals, that he's never punt, seen a f- football game There's before. kickoffs. There's feet and throwing. Um, and back in the day, when they named the game, there was a lot more... Uh, there was a lot more kicking back then, wasn't there? There was a lot more like, yeah, the the quarterback can't pass it to anybody, he's getting pressure, and then he just kicks it, which they don't do that anymore because they figured out that it's not effective. But they still could do it, I think, according to the rules. You can you, you boot it like you punt it like you do in rugby. I think the quarterback can actually punt it, can't he? I don't. If he I wants don't know. to. They don't do it because they've you know figured out that it's a terrible well, idea they can throw it yeah well that's the thing it's like you know instead of uh, i mean you can kick the fucking ball like you can in soccer i mean it's a can fumble you, you could can you anybody just keep kick kicking it? it yeah and they just keep going down then someone jumps on the end zone now you could do that but instead football's football is basically the evolved brother of soccer so soccer is you just play with your feet you can't touch with your hands football you can do both I've been meaning worlds. to I've been meaning to do this because I knew it was going to come Higher up, evolved. and it, di- it did come up on my either Facebook or Twitter page where somebody was like, "What's the difference between football and rugby?" 
and then they sort of give a picture of all the pads yeah, and then they give a picture too. of like a mouth guard. But I really want to look at like the average size of an American football player and a rugby player. Cause I got to believe that American football players are like 50% larger than rugby players. Rugby player, rugby players. I don't think are as fit as American football players, but I think they're but see, big, now, but they're big gonna... guys though. They're big dudes. Yeah. But not like, like, like a fucking offensive linebacker type of dude where it's just gonna like that guy's gonna run you over here put this mouth guard in since you're such a tough fucking uh rugby player or, or you know the other thing like with there's all these new rules where it's like here you're gonna make a diving catch of this little football and then this huge 300 pound guy is gonna run into you at like running like 17 miles per hour full force and he's gonna try and put his head into your spine well, that's the like, thing. Oh, with, oh, and the rugby player would be just crying his eyes well, out. Rugby, they grab them around the waist and pull them down, or they get into like a, a, a tussle where they put their arms on each other and go back and forth. Football, <laughs> we actually hit each other. Like We hit each other. Hard. We knock people out. We knock players out of the game. There's we, a lot of distance and like time to get up to full speed, and then you just crush a guy. So if like, in rugby, rugby, if you hit as hard as you did in football, you'd need more pads. But you don't because you like to like grab each other. It's basically rugby is just grabass, like a big game of grabass with a little leather ball. And that's fine. I mean, you said it. I didn't, uh, but I still agree with what you said. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're moving on here. Uh, keep it safe. Keep it wrong. Andrew in London. Um, yeah, he, uh, he was right. Hit the nail on the head here. Justin Bieber imposter jailed over child sex videos. Robert Hunter had 800 videos of young girls and boys from all over the world. He's from, Middles, he's from Middlesbrough, England. Um, he pretended to be a pop singer to trick children into sending him sex act videos. He's been jailed for 14 years, which I'm surprised. That seems, huge seems rather in harsh in England, doesn't it? Yeah. 14 years. Um, Robert was caught after a girl from Tasmania informed police. And uh, when officers raided his house, they found 800 videos from all over the world, some from boys as young as nine. Uh, Hunter pled guilty to 15 charges of inciting a child to engage in sexual activity and uh, 14 of making indecent photos. I guess the court what about, heard, can, Are there any counts of impersonating Justin Bieber? <laughs> that's gotta that, be to me, that, that's got to be worth 10 years. Um, he spent years targeting hundreds of girls and boys across the UK, France, Spain, Italy, Serbia, Asia, and Canada, but apparently not the US because we know what Justin Bieber looks like here. Yeah, but if he's on social media, he can just take a picture of Justin Bieber and make that his avatar and be like, hey, I'm Justin Bieber. Well, that's what I was wondering. They don't specify if he was on Facebook chatting, if he was on Skype chatting with these kids Twitter. or chat roulette or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, does he have a Justin Bieber mask that he puts on? <laughs> no. I think he just has a photo that's, that is his avatar, and he says, Hey, lady, I'm Justin Bieber. You're my biggest fan, and I love you. You know what would make me even more happy is if you sent me a picture of your butthole. Okay, I can see that working maybe in Asia. Or Serbia, probably. But right. I just don't see that working in a Western nation like the UK or the US or Canada. I mean, Canada. fuck, Justin Bieber is Canadian. Yeah. Wouldn't they know what Justin Bieber looks like in Canada? <laughs> wouldn't they know that Justin Bieber wouldn't be on social media talking to a young girl trying to get her to show their breasts? I, I just find it, I don't know. I mean, I kids, mean you're, you're dealing with, a, remember, these aren't, these, these are, are 11 and 12 year olds. Yeah, they're young. They don't understand that, you know, 
your your pop star obsession does will never ever talk to you. Be prepared for a life full of disappointment. They're still hopeful that life isn't really shitty and that the person that you're obsessed with might actually take interest in you. It might be reciprocal, but it's not. But when you're that young, you don't realize that that's a ridiculous proposition. I know. The weight of the world hasn't crushed our shoulders yet. I remember I thought I wrote so many letters to Neil Diamond when I was a kid. Never got Did he ever back. respond? No, he didn't. Listen. Listen, younger listeners. Yeah. Listen to Dee's pain in his voice, but take that as a lesson. I saw Neil Diamond at How least three How many pictures times. of your butthole did you mail to him? Mm, they're mainly jacking off. Countless. Videos. They're mainly jack-off vids. Yeah, it's too long. <laughs> it's in the fog of memory at this point. You can't it was, I mean, I sent him a few pictures of my butthole every now and then, but mainly it was just jack-off vids that he wanted, and that was fine. All I wanted was a hug. <laughs> anyway. Uh, girls believing that uh, Robert Hunter here is the pop star stripped off in front of their computer cameras. Wait, his name is Robert Hunter? Robert Hunter. Bob Hunter. If it was Hunter from the 80s TV show, I would send him a picture of my butt. <laughs> Fred Dreyer? Yeah, Fred Dreyer. I, Listen, Wackily, this is Fred Dreyer at, at DreyerHunter.tv. <laughs> would you send me a picture of your butthole? Hell yes. Let's say, okay, let's say he contacted you now and he wants a picture of your butthole. Fred Dreyer? Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm an adult. And he wouldn't, I would be like, listen, even if you're not Fred Dreyer, it's not a crime because I'm an adult and it's illegal for me to send you a picture of my ball. But I'm just enjoying the fantasy. So even if you're not Fred Dreyer, I'm cool with that. Just keep it up. Keep up the rouge. rouge. I really hope John Steele's not listening to this episode. Yeah. Um, or there's going to be some more pictures on Facebook. <laughs> so these girls stripped off in front of their cameras after uh, he had told them that he would be their boyfriend. So they believe that Justin Bieber is going to be their boyfriend if they get naked on their computer. Schoolboys also became his victims when he posed as a teenage girl and persuaded them to perform sex acts on camera. They don't specify uh, what sex acts to do here. And they also don't specify, like, so he poses as a teenage girl. Who? Taylor Swift? Well, when it comes to boys, it's just a teenage girl is enough. So you don't have to be someone famous. You just you're just a teenage no, just girl. kind of a cute teenage girl, and you get con. See, this is why I'm so glad that, that social media wasn't around when we were this age, because I would have fallen for all this stuff. Yeah, you're on dude- Facebook, and a cute girl's like, "I live in the next town over," and I saw your picture, and I thought you're really cute. I would have been like, "Oh shit, I might get laid." Yeah, no, I mean, I if I got done anything, if I got an email on like MySpace or something from Neil Diamond that was like, hey, you know, I think you're really cute and you, you probably have a great singing voice and I'd love to play piano with you sometime, but you got to show me your dick first. I would have done it right. too. I mean, even now at 38, like I fall for it like two or three times a week, <laughs> but after a couple <laughs> of messages back and forth, I'm like, wait a minute, you're a guy. Catfish. Yeah. Yeah. Markley's wise to the catfish now. Back, in his yeah, old back age. then I would have like had, I would have kept it up for like months. <laughs> Judge Peter Bowers says this represents callous, almost sadistic exploitation over a number of years, preying on girls' naivete uh, who are undermined. I mean, not to by mention, he's behavior. a pedophile. Like, why? If you were doing this to girls who are like in their twenties, it was, still would have been manipulative. But hey, it's all but fair. Still, yeah, but, like, but these the, are like eleven like, year olds. You're a pedo. Yeah. Stop it. Um, his jail. lawyer, uh, trying to mitigate the, the, the charges here, said he was a lonely individual who had difficulties in forming relationships with adults. Of really? course. Go figure. Because he's not attracted to adults because he's attracted to children. 
Uh, she said that he'd shown remorse and was willing to receive treatment in prison. Yeah, I think prison treatment is exactly what this pedophile needs. Yeah, you'll get some prison treatment. <laughs> You're going to get some prison treatment. <laughs> I say they almost should just give him estrogen treatment so he gets breasts and then put him in the general population for real yeah. prison treatment. Tattoo, I'm Justin Bieber on his forehead. <laughs> I, I think if you're going to try to, to manipulate young children or young girls in general to show their tits, you, you have to choose an attractive celebrity. So this guy was on the right track with Justin Why does that Bieber. have to be a celebrity? Why can't you be like, this is Barack Obama. <laughs> you know, I want to see your titties. <laughs> I'm going to drone the shit out of you. I um, like Obama. You know, he's like a very, he's a handsome older president. Yeah, no, women do. He's the yeah. most handsome president we've had since Kennedy, I think. He's Obama has made a lot of panties moisten. I know he has. Just been, nobody's just, been, nobody's been that handsome since Kennedy, right? And I don't know who they would have talked about before that. Slick Willie. And Slick Willie was not handsome. He just went for the bottom of the barrel. Who stuck a cigar in a girl's snatch? He went for the bottom of the barrel. The girls weren't like hot for Bill Clinton. Uh, what what's her name? Uh, who's the one that flowers? The chick that you had the affair Jennifer with? Jennifer Flowers. Who's now doing a tell-all where she was saying Hillary Clinton's a lesbian? I, I heard that, but we can't get into that now. We have to end the show. What do you have here for the second story, Wackerly? I, I, this is one of those stories where I'm like at a loss to even comment. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, it's jaw-dropping. <laughs> and I'm going to try and do it justice. Uh, and I guess I'll just start right now. So th- it's a story about a guy. He's a, uh, active... Who sent this one in? Oh, sorry. Right. It's uh, This was Mary from West Virginia. And she says, uh, here's some twisted family planning. <laughs> and she's <laughs> that's like all you can say about it. It's an understatement. Really? All right. I, I'm yeah. going to have to crack this Foster's for this one. All right, foster it up. You do have... I thought you were lying. We actually are drinking a Foster's. I thought that was just for comedic effect. You actually have a Foster's. I have a, an actual Foster's, yeah. I, was that like I, the only thing they had at the store? And just like, I guess I'll get that. No, I bought it on purpose because I dedicate this one to the Australians. <laughs> this isn't an Australian Cheers, story. Aussies. I'm drinking your, your national beer. All right. Just so people aren't confused, the story I'm about to tell has nothing to do with Australia. I think okay. he got drunk at the fucking art film, and now he's just trying to make an excuse for drinking a Foster's. I was drunk on my own pretension. <laughs> <laughs> drunk with your own power. Let me get into this. Anyway, so we can okay. Be done. Uh, the guy's name's Jonathan Adletta. Um, he used to date this girl, and when he dated then girlfriend Sarah, uh, and she became pregnant with his daughter. In the past. Jonathan Adletta refused to marry her. He didn't demand she get an abortion. He just refused to marry her unless she allowed for him to sexually abuse their daughter, who was unborn, right? She just told him, I'm pregnant. He said, all right, I'll get married if you agree, if we have a daughter, that I get to fuck her. That is a bizarre prenuptial agreement. This was like the thing was a zygote. They don't even know it's sex at that point. But he also said that if it's a boy, then you have to fuck him. Wait, was, okay, wait. Did the did the mom, the wife, said, okay, if it's a boy, I'll fuck him? Like, did they decide this together? Or was the guy saying it if it's a girl, I no. fuck the, the girl? 
And it doesn't even sound like it was pact. an abusive situation where, like, if you don't agree, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. It was just, if you don't agree, I'm not going to marry you. And you can have the kid, and I'll do child support and whatever. I mean, I'm kind of editorializing, but I'm assuming it wasn't an abusive, coercive thing. But they agreed that when they had kids, they were going to fuck them. <laughs> so, wait, these are two consenting adults here. Uh, with jobs. An expectant mother, and they're they're they have jobs. They're they're not they're not criminals. And He's twenty five, by the way. Let me point that out. How old is she? Um, twenty nine. So she's four. So years she's old. even older. And a little she, bit, but not a lot. That's very except. Like twenty five year old guy, twenty nine year old girl. That happens every day. And they came to an agreement that when this child is born, I get to fuck the daughter. You have to fuck the son. At what age were these kids supposed to be before the fucking commenced? Oh, that was not mentioned. And I don't I think there was no limitation. Wow. They the cover the couple reportedly made sex with their children, quote unquote, part of their parenting plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Adletta said when they began dating in 2008. So this the story is old, but it, it comes up into the present time. So this is back in 2008 when they made this they started dating. They fucked. She got pregnant. Jonathan Adletta began showing her sex. This is before the, she was pregnant. He began showing her sexually graphic stories. I'm sure, assume on the internet of fathers having sex with their daughters. And I've seen these. Right? It's the like daddy porn. Yeah, they also. But have it's very contrived. And they have well, mommy yeah. porn. It's, it's, and it's like, and then they, and they, I think they figured out that that creeps somebody out. So then they have stepdaddy porn and stepmommy porn. And like yeah, daddy's no, girlfriend that. porn, money. Mo- Do you ever st- have you ever seen that? Be- Sorry, go. Have you ever seen that porn where it's the it's like the mom walks in on her daughter having sex with with her boyfriend, and then the mom's yeah. like, "No, I'm going to show you how to do it properly." Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's actually, great. I'm kind of into that because <laughs> <laughs> then because the, then the boy the boy gets the you know the the boyfriend gets to fuck the mom too, and she's hot. I also like those because that's when um, the porn actors get to show a little bit of their acting chops. Because yeah. they can be like, oh, wait, stop. Your mom's coming in. Oh, hey, Mrs. Smith, let's go. Oh, 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 oh. Well, and then well, she, you like to suck my cock also? And she was just like, you're doing it wrong. Right, you're then, doing yeah. it wrong. Let me show you how your father likes it. Fuck. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, but then it becomes not. He was showing his girlfriend that type of porn. But then he sort of like jumped the gap of like, oh, when you have a baby, I'm going to fuck that. Just like this guy's fucking a porn starlet who's not really his daughter. You yep. know, this is fantasy, but I'm going to make that a reality. Which and is she... com- which completely twisted. And it, what, what, it, what it makes – what I find interesting about this story is the fact that we have a lot of friends right now or peers that are having children. And, you know, and they have they – <laughs> I don't have... like where this is going. No, okay. I'm, what I'm saying is like when they have discussions about their kids or talking about their names or maybe I would like my kid to go to this school and I'd like my kid to do this and I'd like my kid to, uh, you know, eventually go to this college. These guys or th- this this parenting couple here is like, you know, I wouldn't mind fucking my daughter when she's four. It's more like, you know, I am going to fuck the daughter when she's four, right? You're cool with that? Because if you're not, I'm out of here. I mean, I can't think of a more twisted thing to say to your spouse. <laughs> Sarah Adletta said she was initially unsure of the idea of allowing them to have sex with their child. Yeah, abortion time. I don't know, D. I mean, I know we're going to get married and you're going to have a kid and you want to fuck the kid, but I don't know. I'm having I don't know second if I'm cool thoughts about this. 
I don't know. Can you buy me a car? <laughs> you know, like, does she use it for leverage? She's unsure. I'm really I'm wavering unsure. on this here. Is it but just blowjobs or actual penetration? Well, here's what it says, and here's how everything always happens. She caved into the pressure because she was in love with him. God. He must be <laughs> I mean, really charming. Yeah, he's very charming. They got married in 2010. Here's a little bit about, I mean, everybody now is picturing Jonathan Atleta as being a complete piece of shit, right? Yeah. He's actually a Marine, you know, United States Marine Corps Marine, who is wounded and he has a purple heart. Wow. So he's a decorated like, like U.S. Highest, veteran. Yeah, it's like the high, one of the highest medals you can get as a, as a military man. He's a man decorated soldier. He should have honor. Instead, he purple heart, people, kids. Purple heart means you were wounded in action, like trying to save other people. So he's not all bad. That's what I'm trying to say. This game's like fucking. Yeah. Okay. I gotta kid. say that the that the fucking your own child cancels that out. Sorry. Yeah, I think it should be revoked. Yeah. The Purple Heart. Myself. In 2011, they actually got a divorce. Him and Sarah, and Sarah moved away. But despite their lack of close physical proximity, and the fact that they're divorced, and I assume she didn't divorce him because she was fuck he was fucking their child. So because he, she continued to allow Jonathan to abuse their daughter through the electronic video conferencing service, Skype. So wait, wait, he was Skyping into the kid and, uh, and the, the kid was Jacking getting naked? off and making the kid get naked. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of vague, but it's still super creepy. She's still not of age. You'll notice. She's not 18. <laughs> not that that would make it She's any not better. even five. <laughs> Jonathan, I this just the story just keeps getting worse. Like it's one of the worst I've ever it's heard. Even, it's 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 demoralizing to even comment. In 2012, like he's already divorced, he, he gets a new girlfriend, and you know, you think with the first one, it's like, all right, it's a once in a lifetime or once in everybody's lifetime thing where like the couple both agrees to fuck the daughter. I don't allow, think it happens. Know, what are the odds? I don't think it statistically. I don't think it happens well, very often. I don't know if you put this into your OK Cupid profile, but he found another girlfriend who let her him fuck her daughter, who wasn't even really his daughter, but she was also underage. What does this her guy look Samantha, like? George Clooney. Her main name is Samantha Bryant. She's twenty three, so at this point he's probably twenty eight, twenty nine. Now he's got a twenty nine year old girl who has a daughter, and he's abusing her. Uh, he gets redeployed, so he's not even around. But he's Skype. He's having Skype sex with a new girlfriend's daughter, and then he comes back for like a holiday, like a Christmas vacation. He abuses the daughter again, but she's crying and she's uncomfortable. So what does he do? He tells the new girlfriend to find a new boyfriend to have sex with the daughter. So when he comes back, she's not so uncomfortable, and she's used to having sex with a grown ass adult man. Wait. Okay. Wait a second. So he tells his girlfriend. That she needs to find a boyfriend for her eleven-year-old daughter, so she yeah. can, so she could, he or the boyfriend can break her in for him when he returns yeah. home. Yeah, and she agreed to this. Yeah. Wow, that is absolutely insane. That's no mind-blowingly insane. I can't say anything about it. Here's the. If so what's the aftermath? What happens? Well, if you can say anything like this, here's the silver lining of the, that aspect of the story. She gets a new boyfriend, right? 
she's trying to break him in, right? Because you got to break a guy. If you're asking a guy to have sex with your underage daughter so your marine real boyfriend can go back and fuck her and she'll be, what, groomed? Is that what they call it? Like, you got to find the right guy for Trained, that, right? I don't, yeah. So she's on Skype with her new prospective boyfriend and she starts sexually abusing her daughter on Skype. And apparently, it's not explicit, but the article implies that that dude, the new dude that she found, is the one that called the authorities. And we're like, oh my god, some fucked up shit is going on here. I started trying to date this skank I met down at the, like, marine base bar. And, uh, you know, she was talking about, like, father-daughter sex, and I thought it was just kinky shit. But then we got on Skype, and she started actually abusing her daughter, and this dude fucking stand-up guy he should get this guy's purple heart fucking called the authorities and that's how the authorities found out this has been going on since 2008 so the mom went out and picked up a guy probably around her age the second mom by the way remember the the second second mom mom. and yet the first mom was totally fine with that with her child being raped right and never never she never reported to the authorities they just uh split up and you know he was let she was letting uh this guy abuse his actual daughter, even after they divorced. What would you rather have happened to this guy? Would you rather him go to prison for the rest of his life? Or not the rest of his life, but for a period of years? Or would you rather him... Oh, yeah, the rest of his life. It's okay, fine. or would you rather have him, like, I don't know, be wounded again or something in Afghanistan, and then some, like, Afghani warlord finds him and is like, I'm going to make you a dancing boy. And then he becomes just a dancing boy for a bunch of, like a rent boy for a bunch of warlords for the rest of yeah. his life. As tempting as all it is, we, we talked about this with the Ariel Castro thing. And I just think throwing somebody in a cell and giving them no human contact for until they die is the most horrible punishment. And that's, that's my go-to. I think getting uh, ass raped by a bunch of Afghani warlords is on par with that. Dance, boy. Dance. It's on par. But I still I still prefer just the... Put in a hole until you die. Until you rot and think about your sins. God, that's probably one of the worst sick and wrong stories I've heard for a long, a long time. time. Once in a while we have the speechless ones, but this is the first speechless one I've in a, in a I mean, while. Just, just yeah. any anything when they're when it's an adult that abuses a child, it's horrible. Like Frit, Fritzel or whatever, you know, he's abusing his young wife and their kids. But when it's like two adults conspiring to abuse children, it's making that's, a pack. It's that much more horrible. And making a pact, like a, a prenuptial. They have a, yeah. a, a can, raping how, their children prenuptial. And when you're a kid, you're helpless enough against an adult. But like when two adults gang up on you, like, then what? You, you have no chance. No, that's, uh, def- you're definitely not going to have a healthy childhood. Not only do you have no chance, but you think it's normal. You're like, well, all the adults I know are into fucking me. So I guess this is the way it goes. God, that's just, yeah, that's bizarre. It's like they grew up in, like, some twisted cult or something. I know. I wish I knew this story so I could have done it as a speech at your sister's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few words to say. This article. Stephanie Jared, never do this. Don't agree to fuck your child. <laughs> People are just trying to drag me down from the stage. I'm like, no, fighting him up. I'm going to finish the article. I would have been like, hold on a second. He hasn't got to the punchline yet. <laughs> I haven't got to the end. <laughs> You're in the audience just commenting. Oh, well, how old is he? <laughs> well, actually, D. He was only 28 at the time, but the girl was four. And afterwards, I'll be like, People, send in your stories to sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Your sister's mad because we turned a wedding into an episode of the show.
<laughs> anyway, do that, people. Send your story, Signal Podcast, at hotmail.com. If this isn't a wedding, we're allowed to say it. Yeah. We got phone calls. Phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is the Sick Wrong Hotline number. Um, you know, I was very not impressed with the, uh, I was very unimpressed with the Sick and Wrong phone calls this week. Do better, people. Yeah, you know, people, you can call in and you can just be really drunk and ramble, which we received about I don't know, 15 of those this week. Um, 10 from the same phone number. <laughs> when you call 10 times from the same phone, I'm not going to, I'm just going to delete them all. And usually it's just this incoherent rambling mess. You're not even saying anything funny. We'll play your we'll play your call on the show if you call in and you tell a funny story, you tell a funny joke, you say something interesting, you uh, you know a witty comment, just something other than "fuck you, you fucking piece of shit, wackerly fucking dick." Click. People need to understand their arc of drunkenness and call on the up arc, not the down arc. But if you think about it, though. I think at the point where you're, you, in your mind, determine that's a good idea to call the sick and wrong hotline, you're probably fucking completely wasted because there's nothing better to do at that point. Like you, there's there, nothing better. You, uh, no, I agree with that, but I think your your intonation is wrong. There's nothing better you can do than call the show. Well, no, okay, no, I agree with you, but I'm <laughs> saying the people it's are great. at the 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 pinnacle of their drunkenness when they're doing it because they're like, you know, what would be a good idea for me to do right now is call the sick and wrong hotline. Because they're, me, you know, they don't have in, titties in their face at that moment. Let me put this into terms that people can understand. People constantly get in trouble for posting drunken bullshit or just embarrassing shit to their Facebook page or to Twitter or to, I don't know, what are the other things? YouTube, Vimeo, LinkedIn. But Tumblr. you can call you can call the sick and wrong hotline and just tell your like deepest, darkest secrets or just be a complete and drunken asshole or just say offensive shit. Nobody can ever Google your name and find us playing, like find us playing your, you know, your recorded voice. It's completely anonymous. It's it's anonymous in like the old sense of the internet, where you can go in chat rooms and just troll people and say a lot of racist bullshit or whatever. If Nobody you can ever Google it, your name and find the recording that we play on our podcast. If you think about it, we're kind of like uh, priests, you know, other than yeah. the fact that confessor, we are father, confessor. You can call in and you can confess on the sick or wrong hotline. We're not going to judge you. We're going to laugh at you. We're going to mock you, but we're not going to judge you. Don't be drunk enough that you say your full name. Yeah, never say your full name because I'll play it. But even if you did say your full name, nobody could Google it because it's audio, right? It's not text. Well, they could remember the name and check it out. They could, but you can't Google it unless somebody like catalogs the show and types in like, then they had a call from Barry Sanderson. (laughs) In summation, people, if you're going to call the Sigma Wrong Hotline, have something interesting to say, all right? For fuck's sake. Vaguely interesting. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Like this one. This is kind of interesting. This is a good story. I was impressed with this. It's about camping. Hey, D. Hey, Lance. How are you doing? It's Uncle Ian from England. Haven't spoken to you guys for a while. Hello, Uncle Ian. So I thought Ian. you'd call and uh, let you know what's going on. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago or so, my uh, brother rang up and said, did I fancy going camping with him and his girlfriend? 
Um, I've been camping for years, if I'm honest, but uh, didn't really fancy uh, listening to them two shagging all night because uh, I'm on my own at the moment. And you don't really That's need why you someone take drugs. Uh, reminding you, not yeah. copying anything. Um, but he talked me into it. He said it'd be a laugh, and uh, we used to enjoy it as kids. So we thought, yeah, it'd be a laugh to go camping and hear me fuck my bird. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna shag his bird the whole time while you're sleeping in the tent by yourself. You just get super drunk, or like I said, take drugs. Yeah, you can always take drugs. That's what drugs are for. All all the people I know that you know, my friends, <laughs> the excuse to go get the reason to go camping is you can smoke a lot more than you normally do. I, Not pot, I thought it just cigarettes. I thought it was so you could get up at ten in the morning and you could just start drinking. That too. Because that's what Although usually I, I happens. Don't have any problem, I don't have any problem doing that at home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the smoking thing, like, you know, normally I smoke like, you know, two or three or four cigarettes a day. But when you're camping, you just like get up and you're like, oh, I had an egg. Oh, smoke. And just, it's because you're, I think it's the whole thing with a bonfire. Like you're sitting around a fire and you're like, I'm just going to smoke two and a half packs in a day, which is like way, way, way more. Because you're inhaling smoke. bonfire smoke anyway. Right. And a lot of my friends who like have ostensibly quit smoking, they they'll be like, "Well, I'm camping, so I obviously smoke when I'm camping." See, I'm one. I'm one of those. Like, if it's a, it's a, tab- it's a tobacco thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I'm sitting around with a bunch of people smoking, we start drinking at 10 a.m. Yeah. So. Okay, let's uh, let's go along. Anyway, I turned up in the afternoon, cracked out the older uh, beers and what have you. We had about four pints of cider, three or four bottles of wine. Bit of puff on there the go, go, and uh, just sitting by the old uh, on the old camp chairs, having a bit of a chat and things. And he said, uh, you know, "What's the girlfriend situation?" And uh, I said, "Well, not a lot, really. I'm talking to a couple of girls on plenty of fish, but you know, nothing special." Have you have you been on that site, Plenty of Fish? No, but it's just like OK Cupid or kind of. But it's it's for, for some reason like the women are more slatteringly there than they Good. are OK Cupid. Yeah, like OK Cupid. I've just noticed, like, okay, Cupid has a lot of, like, older chicks on there. Whereas it seems like plenty of fish, it's all young, slutty-looking girls. Or men impersonating yeah. slutty-looking girls. Yeah. Trying to get pictures okay. of your dick. Um, you, did you ever see the uh, that episode of The Inbetweeners when they went camping? Yeah, it's the final episode. Was that the final episode? What What do they call those campers that they use over there? Oh, you're talking about the caravanning. Caravans, that's what it is. Do you think, is that what he's doing? No, I think, if you'll remember, which you probably don't, the final, final episode, they go more traditional camping, as like we would call camping in the United oh, States. Intense, talking, yeah. Yeah, I think he's talking about the, the, the final, like the final episode style where they're actually camping, like, you know, they have tents, they drive the car out to the middle of nowhere, but yeah, like, I <laughs> we could do a whole segment on caravanning caravans that's what they call big it in, yeah. in the uk it's big here but not as big not as big yeah but in the uk they do this they go to parks and it's just a caravan you go it's with the like whole camper family. campering and you go to like established campsites with like ca- you know like a town hall type central Did your parents cabin. ever do that no god i couldn't imagine the rabbi running like a winnebago and just my, and my mom and my brother and my mm. we never did anything like that no we did the we did this type of camping where you get a tent and you're you're out in sort of the middle of the woods and you start a fire and yeah you shoot the shit we never did that either <laughs> we never we never we never communed in nature never we happened broke, we family. broke you into that in college oh yeah no i i enjoy doing it i mean yeah. if if you can convince me to do it i have a good time <laughs> 
You do have it's a good just, time. It's the convincing that takes a that takes a while, yeah. right? He said, "Well, you know, give them a text, see if they you know, fancy camping kind of thing." So I thought, a bit of a long shot. You know, the girl I was talking to was uh, lived about fifty miles away. There was no way she's going to drive down. But I sent her a message, and uh, she seemed weird, up for it. Okay, and, Cupid, um, plenty of fish. Yeah. Date. Anyway, bottom line is, a couple of hours later, she turned up. Bah. So little blonde Baller. thing, quite nice actually, not too bad at all. So where well, she turned up, had a few more drinks. Thought at some stage better get the tent out. Um, blew the mattress <laughs> up. Got the duvet out. She's in there putting the. Do you think she was dogging nearby and was like, "Oh, I gotta go uh, to uh, go do some camping." I don't want to despair. I mean, at this point, this guy is king shit of fuck mountain in my mind. Yeah, no, this guy is camping. uh, He'd been drinking all day, smoking weed. Uses a cell phone to call a girl off of a social networking dating site, and she drives fifty miles to find him. And then they're just hanging out. He hasn't even set his tent up yet. Which, by the way, piece of advice. Sent the set the tent up before you start drinking and smoking weed. Even if you yeah. don't have a bird coming. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to disparage him. No, okay, yeah, no, um, I agree with you. Jump in, help her, you know, sort the of bedding out. Start fumbling around a bit. Start my hand down her knickers. She's only shaved to fuck and got a nice little pierced clip. Couldn't believe it. I've been with a few girls over the years, if I'm honest. I'm 49 years old. You know, I've seen a few women. And Wait a second. This guy's 49 years old. He still pulled a young English bird with a, pier- a pierced clit. Who drove Shave 50 her. miles away? I'm, I am Is there impressed. <laughs> now, see, now I'm in that mode where I'm like watching a suspense movie and I'm just waiting for something bad to happen. <laughs> there has to be, yeah. There, something has to happen. There I has to be, it, but I'm, it, the same thing with the suspense movie. I don't want it to happen. I want everybody to f- like turn out all right. There has to be a climactic moment. I, this is rising action right here. But never I'm had put a, my hands over my know, eyes. Pierce clip before, so I thought she's obviously up for it. So I ripped her knickers off, started giving her a bit of a lick. Next thing, she's got me on the back, pulled my trousers and pants down. Give me a fucking blowjob from Here hell. I mean, she's sucking like a Dyson. Couldn't believe it. Sucking the <laughs> fuck out of my cock. And basically, oh, uh, use that. It, it, it kind of hurt. And I was kind of like clenched up. And I sort of pulled my knees up to my chest sort of thing. Because to sort of try and stop her from sucking the fuck out of my cock, if I'm honest. And um, anyway, next thing, she pushes me over a bit more. Starts fucking, you know... <laughs> Tossing the salad, sticking the tongue up my ass. Oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was really weird. I tensed up to fuck. It was really kind of quite strange. And then after a bit, I thought, actually, it's kind of quite sexy, really. So um, basically, I um, relaxed a bit and let out the largest fart you can possibly imagine. Come anyway, on. I couldn't control myself, but with her tongue up my arse as well, lubricating the passage. You know how it is, boys. Sorry. But anyway, it's been really good listening to the show. Absolutely love it. You take care, guys, and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care, and bye from Uncle Liam. <laughs> what happened after the fart? I guess the fart was the punchline. I know, but I mean, what was you the aftermath? Don't you want to know what happened? I think she was still up for it. After he farted in her mouth. I think this is like a sex, like, and when I say nymph, not a nymphomaniac, but like a, a le, like a, a legendary like, a sex fiend, psycho no, hose beast. I mean, like a sexual 
mythological being that was just up for anything. I think he was really high and this didn't really happen. Yeah, I was about to say, what were you smoking? PCP? Because I just don't see this. I don't see this actually happening. I believe that a girl would toss your salad. I don't believe that a girl would drive 50 miles from London to hang out with you camping. I do believe that a girl would toss your salad. I think some girls are into that. I don't believe that a girl would, while she was tossing your salad, you farted in her tongue and she would still be up for it. You know what ended up happening, I think? His brother and his brother's girlfriend or wife or whatever were fucking in the tent. He had smoked a lot of PCP or ate mushrooms or something, and he ended up just fucking the shit out of a bag of marshmallows. I was going to say it was like a wild dog. Or or something in his tent. A feral German shepherd. And And then he farted on it. Yeah. And a dog will totally, like, a dog will lick your butthole and you fart and just be like, oh, yeah, more of that. What's funny about this... Tastes like the bream burrito you ate yesterday. What's funny about this call, and this is what gives me suspicions, is the fact that he makes it sound like she's raising his legs, like, over his shoulders to lick his his asshole. I mean, that was the visual. He's like, my... my, He pulled... She was sucking his his dick like a Dyson. So she... They used to say Hoover, but now Dyson, I guess, is is the new go-to vacuum cleaner. Well, yeah, it's like the industry standard. But uh, she, like, pushed his legs up over his... What woman does that? Well, come on. That's not unbelievable to me. Women don't do that. Women don't push your legs over your shoulders. A woman that's licking your butthole will. <laughs> no, they don't. I, okay. <laughs> I haven't like, had are, that happen very saying, often. Are you saying that you believe that a woman will lick your butthole, but not that she'll place your legs up? I just don't think they're that forceful to do that when they're licking your asshole. I think what happens, this is what happens. They, they lick your, your shaft and they kind of start licking balls and then they go down and then they do a little licking down there. But they're not like going to spend enough time to shove your legs up over your head and just lick the fuck out of your asshole. It doesn't happen like that. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to use me, my own experience as a, as a metric for all reality in this case. Well, what I want to know is what happened after he released a, uh, an air biscuit into her mouth. She had to leave. That's what I don't believe. I don't believe that a girl would be just like, you know, I've just been tossing your salad, mate. <laughs> For fucking 25 minutes, I push your legs up, and then you fall my tongue. I don't appreciate it. I don't feel appreciated, and I don't appreciate it myself. I'm out of here. And she got in her uh, Vauxhall and drove back to London. <laughs> That's what I really happened. I, I don't know, Uncle Ian. I, I enjoyed the story. He didn't was, tell us the ending, by the way. Yeah, I think you left like, did, off the ending. Did they ending. wake up in their each other's arms in the morning and they ate like uh, fried potatoes and bacon, you know, like a hobo dinner and on, across the fire and spent the rest of the weekend together? I mean, she must have left. Did she eat like three cans of beans and get some revenge? Yeah, I'd like to know what happened. So maybe I, call I, I love the back. English tradition of uh, eating beans for breakfast. I think it's a good one. I think we should adopt it. <laughs> here's, here's the uh, second call. Good God. Ah, you strange two little men from Michigan. Here's the deal. My daughter's from Michigan, too. She's light and racist that called in two weeks ago, right? And she's mm. called in before, and so have I. I'm the ghost of Bob Madigan. That was me. So you wanted a good call? Here it is. My first, my first memory was I was going to have my balls chopped off. <clears throat> that did not happen, obviously, since I have a daughter. That's called into the show, so it's doubly verified. Uh, what do you think of uh, dad and daughters that listen to Sick and Wrong? 
I think it's very weird and it makes me uncomfortable. Do you think he had a pact with his wife like before the daughter was born? No. That, uh... <laughs> that doesn't make me that uncomfortable. <laughs> Your kid, our kid is going to listen to the podcast that I listen to. You think that you think I came out and she's like, all right, that's cool. As long I as mean, you nobody... As long as you don't <laughs> fuck the kids. Podcast didn't exist back then. Like, anybody listening to the show, I hope it's 18 and there were no podcasts. I'm going to make a prenup with... Uh, well, I'm never going to have a kid, but if I did, I'm going to make a prenup with my wife that says your kid, our kid is going to listen to Neil Diamond or uh, we're divorced. Okay. All right. <laughs> <I'm glad laughs> I mean, I, if you want me to witness that, I'll certainly sign the document. I don't think it's unreasonable. I, I, I might take you up on that. Um, no, I, but it was my tonsils, and I was two and a half years old. I couldn't talk yet, but I knew they were going to chop things off, two things off. Who boom, takes boom, tonsils boom. out of a two and, and a half year old? the fuck out. And after the operation, I came home, and I sneaked into the fridge and ate a bunch of salami and puked blood all over my parents while they were sleeping. <laughs> um, Bullshit. I think I was pissed off at them. <laughs> they, in my mind, they castrated me, but they didn't. So it's all good now, but that's a shitty first memory. Um, so without further ado, you're listening, you're living, you're dying, <laughs> but you better do it well. Keep it sick. Keep it fucked up. Bye. You know, you did a pretty good Bob Madigan impression there. I like the twist at the end, dude. Yeah, no, it wasn't that, that was pretty I decent. have a problem with, um... I don't know I if I have believe. a big problem with it, but pe- people who have like early life memories and I, and I have good friends and this guy's a fan of the show and that's great. And I have good friends who do the same thing are always like, I remember when I was in fourth grade and this happened and I'm always like, I don't fucking remember shit from like three years ago. You Maybe know, I just I, don't have that kind of mind. Like, I don't, I guess I remember stuff from college, but I remember like, People, you know, I remember things happening. I remember that stuff happened in high school and junior high, but I don't have like a vivid memory of like, oh, and then I, I remember I ate some like bad jelly beans and I vomited in the, in the, uh, you know, the water fountain at school and they made my parents come and take me home. And I remember the nurse had a pink shirt on. Like, I don't, my memory goes back like maybe five years. Yeah. I, you know what the thing is with me, if you have a friend that, does have a decent memory that maybe didn't smoke as many drugs as you did or drink as much as you did. And when they start talking about an anecdote or a story that happened in our, in our collective past, then it, then it, then I will remember bits and parts of it. And then it'll be like, oh, okay, that's coming back to me. Cause you remind me of certain things, but yeah, well, to me, like, it's like, it's like I have a written down story of it in my memory, but I don't have like an actual memory. Like, like if you tell me like, I can't recall it. Like last week, I remember something happening, and I remember all the details. Like, oh yeah, that person was wearing this, and they did that, and I remember smelling this smell. But like beyond that, it's all just like, yeah, there's a record of it. <laughs> like you said, you talk to a friend, and you're like, I remember that happening, but like I don't like have a memory of it. You know, I always it blows my mind though with some certain friends that never, you know, never left Bay City, Michigan. They never went to college, and they just still stay there. Those are the guys that still remember everything that happened in high school. See, I, I have friends who have gone on to have like successful lives and fulfilling lives, but they still, yeah, they 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 tell stories about elementary school even, or like, and they're like, oh yeah, and I remember like this guy did that, and I was super scared, or 
It's just it's so foreign. It doesn't bother me really, but it's just foreign to me. I'm like, really? You maybe really remember that? Well, actually, maybe you repressed these memories. It's maybe something re- happened. No, and you repressed no. these memories. No, <laughs> no, it's booze. It's, Although I it's do, alcohol. I do always find it somewhat spurious when you have somebody's like, oh, I remember my first memory when I was two and a half years old, and you got mm. your fucking tonsils out. Right. Yeah, I don't know if That's I believe all I'm that. Saying. Yeah. Anyway, people, call the Sigurong hotline, 206-666-3846. iTunes, that's how you should be listening to the show. Just go to iTunes, podcast directory, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, give us a rating, maybe leave us a comment. Did you know that they they updated the, the iPhone operating system this week? Yeah, I do have the new iOS. It sucks. I like it. I think, oh, it's graphically so great, and all the apps are updated and new. Oh, except for one. The podcast app is exactly the same, and it's exactly as terrible as it's always been. Well, what's the uh, podcast app? Is it like an iTunes app? No. Or Stitcher? Are you talking about Stitcher? No, I'm talking about the native iPhone podcast app. You used to be able to download podcasts in the iTunes app, but then like several operating systems ago, they made it uh, a separate app that's just the podcast thing. It's native to your iPhone, and it's always been super shit, and now we're on like the third or fourth generation of new uh, iPhone operating systems where they never fix anything. It's still just as terrible as it's always been. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Sorry. I'm, you know, I'm annoyed. I I didn't realize today that there was a new operating system. All of a sudden I just got this update and I'm like, oh, sure. I'll update my phone. And now it's like completely different. It's slow. It's much slower than it was before. Hmm. Maybe, okay. Maybe, maybe not on your phone because you're, you have one of those fancy elite iPhone fives, No, I don't. but uh, you know, I'm a commoner. I have an yeah. iPhone 4. What do you, that's what I have. Oh, do you? Well, maybe I have the 4S. Who knows at this point? Yeah, it's all bullshit. Anyway, uh, we do appreciate when you subscribe to the show on iTunes, so go do that. Um, the Sick and Wrong Shit Story theme music competition is going on right now. I actually uh, ordered a couple of really cool prizes. And this is going to be a surprise, people. It's going to be something that you actually want. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to... Uh, to fool anybody here. Is the or, is the gift shit themed? That's what I want to know. The gift is not shit themed. I'm actually going to get something kind Thank of cool God. that uh, that someone would want legitimately. And it's not going to be necessarily a sex item, but it could be. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, all I'm saying is we're going to have prizes for the first and second place winner. And we'll even have something made for the third, the third place as well. And I've received so far, I've received two really really good submissions uh two that i'm torn on and then i've received probably about 10 other ones that are okay and then probably like five that are just songs and they're just completely just not even following the rules that we have people we want original music i'm gonna keep this i'm gonna keep the competition going until september 30th remix it right that's okay you can sample an existing song like like someone sent us uh screaming jay's constipated blues but the entire song it's a great song i love screaming jay hawkins but we're not going to play the his song as our theme music we're not going to play it, but also, like, where do you get off? <laughs> like, just sending in a Screaming Jay song is like, this is my submission. Yeah, it's it's not. It I, I think work it's like the that. I think it's the it's the Tumblr generation where 
people think that they're hot shit because they have a Tumblr page where they just reblog everybody else's shit or post shit from other websites. And, like, everybody loves my Tumblr page. You get tons of likes and reblogs. But, like, well, well, what what do you put on there? Oh, just shit I find elsewhere. Like, exactly. Um, it's like you're, you're not hot that's, shit. That's become, like, that's become, like, a cool thing now. You're cold people, diarrhea. Like, think, yeah, they're cold diarrhea. It's not hot <laughs> shit. It's just a reblog. Just make a 10 to 20 second clip. You can take a sample of Screaming Jay Hawkins. You can take a sample of whatever you want. As long as it says sick and wrong shit story in it, then it's a submission. You have until September 30th, and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll vote and we'll announce the winners. Uh, also, we have brand new tees in the Sickerong Podcast store. Go to sickerongpodcast.com slash store, and you can buy the brand new Sickerong logo tee. I've been sending out a lot. I know people have been ordering them. I usually wait till I get a few orders before I go to the post office. I'm going to be mailing some out this week. So go to sickerongpodcast.com slash store and uh, buy your shirt today. Um, in answer to your questions... It's a normal shirt. It's not cut up like a sexy shirt like the, the model chick is wearing in the picture. You got to do that yourself. And people have been asking me, like, I want a regular shirt. I don't want one that's all cut up with a <laughs> – it's just like, no, it, she did that. I think they're trolling you. No, I swear to God, right? people have been sending emails saying, I want a regular shirt. Or they'll put in the notes, please send me a regular shirt, not a cut one. <laughs> and I, I thought they were trolling at first, and I realized – you're you're serious about this? Yeah. Like me and D spent a weekend. We ordered a bunch of roller <laughs> shirts and then we fashion cut them. Yeah, we, we craft. Like, we spent craft like weekends. Forty eight hours. I had to take off a Monday. We craft a pod. We craft some t shirts. That's what me and Wackerly do for fun. We're all about crafting. Just go to the fucking Sick and Wrong store and order a regular t shirt. You fucking assholes. Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in uh, via Facebook from Michael. Michael says, "I want to nominate this for Sick and Wrong Song of the Week." It's a catchy little ditty from Red Fang, uh, one of those run-of-the-mill stoner rock bands. I actually like Red Fang a lot. Um, plus, one of the better videos Isn't I've that seen like a in recent years. Children's book about a dog. You think oh, that's where the red fern grows? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should read that for an upcoming solo episode. Yeah, I probably will. He says, like my mom always said, if every cigarette you smoke takes fifteen minutes off your life, every game of Dungeons and Dragons you play takes 15 hours off of losing your virginity. Does that make any sense? I think it adds adds 15, 15 hours. hours, wouldn't it? Yeah. It gives you 50 more hours. I mean, yeah, with, I, the, with the geek chic thing, who knows? The world's topsy turvy, but you know, I, I see day, I see the point of what he's trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, he sent a song called Prehistoric Dog by Red Fang. Great band. We're going to end the show with that. Thanks, Michael, for sending that in. People will be back next week with a, uh, a milestone episode, episode 400. Till then, take it sleazy.
my God, D. Simon from Sick and Wrong just accepted my friend request on Facebook. I guess you can say shit's getting pretty serious. Faggot. 